Summer Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. City. Welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode 133. Is that correct, Holzy? Holzyman, 133? There we are. 133. We're creeping up on 150. Getting ready to pop some champagne. Like my name's Corey Seeger. Uh where are we at here? Oh, uh, we are once again, we are straight out of Gotham. We are a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batmanonfilm.com. If you want to check out all the other great shows on the network, uh, head on over to batmanonfilm.com clicking the podcast drop down and checking out what everyone has to offer and uh, that includes ryan lauer's the batman book club and i'm on to you ryan lauer i can see you i know what you're doing anyway <laughs> i'm a senior batman on film i'm peter Rivera, and uh today we are recording on october uh, november november october's over october's over i feel like i didn't really celebrate october this well this year november 4th and uh, before we get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind you all, our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review this show on, pot, uh, on Apple Podcasts and read your review on air, you just won our Straight Out Gotham prize pack. So please get into that contest. Um, <clears throat> now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, the one who put Schlong into Long Island, Eric Holzman. Hello. How are you, Holzman? More. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's been a couple weeks, but. I'm good. Had you've a, been playing with Aaron Rodgers' knee. That's why you've been. You know, <laughs> it's Achilles. Yeah, it's Achilles. whatever it is. You, you, you've been doing your thing, massaging, massaging it, getting it ready. I think you, you told me you would like to drink ayahuasca and rub coconut oil on his knee, make it feel better. So uh, he's, he's oh, a strange guy. He's got strange uh, tactics, but uh, you know, he'll be back, and Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl. You're going to be, you are going to be riding down the champion of heroes. On the parade, you mean the, you like, mean the canyon have, of heroes? Yeah, well, it's, you'll be the canyon of heroes. You're the champion of Long Island. It all fits together. Like you're gonna, you're definitely gonna be on that float, right? The Jets are more of a Long Island team. They are definitely a Long Island Queens mm-hmm. team, um, probably more than anyone else, anywhere else. But they—that's because they used to play in Queens, so it makes kind, kind of right. makes sense. Now they play in New Jersey. Yes, out. with everybody, everyone plays in New Jersey. No, so, that's not true. Just just three teams. It's the New York. It's New York's playground. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's great. come down to AC. It's great. You guys want to play around? <laughs> like, if you want to come down to Jersey and party, AC's the place to be. <laughs> maybe maybe Atlantic City needs a sports team. Like Vegas has a sports team. Maybe we need to get one in Atlantic City now and see how. See what I don't know how do. Philadelphia would react. I don't know how Philadelphia would react to that, but I honestly think it's not a bad idea. Right. Like, I, I feel like Atlantic City could have like an NBA team. As crazy yeah. as that sounds. <clears throat> yeah, I think it, it will. It would do a lot for the area, even though I hear it's on a, it's having a renaissance from what people tell me. I haven't been. I was there I last summer. It was kind of fun. Like th- there was concerts and things and uh, the mall. They need to get more shops in that mall next to the hotels. But I was down there not too long ago. It was, it was a good time. All right, yeah, I haven't been in a while. I'm d- I'm due for a trip back there, so have to have to see what's going on there. But yes, welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Straight Outta Gotham. Uh, we are we are the Eric Holzman Chronicles. 
we have a good show, a very good show planned, uh, jam-packed with a lot of information this week. Uh, really quickly, though, uh, let's kind of talk about the Marvels, because I know, Pete, you are a super fan of, of this movie coming out. Yeah, uh, so. I've heard nothing but bad things. <laughs> That's the that's the funny thing. I just wanted to quickly talk about it because it's um I saw the trending. It's like Aquaman. <laughs> I well no, it's trend the box office is trending even lower than that. Really? Um yeah, which is kind of strange coming off a billion dollar movie the first time. And I thought that of all the recent Disney shows, I thought that Ms. Marvel was one of the better ones. Um, so I figured there might be more of a, a support behind that. And of course, WandaVision was was is still considered by many people to be the best offering. I feel like that was so long ago. I know. That's the thing. I think that's one of the things that's hurting this is that uh, it was so such a long time ago for Captain Marvel and then everything that happened. And then we've had all these other films before this one because they had to get Miss Marvel and they had really? to get, you know. I, I feel like the pandemic years... Like, because I, I, I kind of feel like it's past us now. Like, I hope. Like, I, I don't know what people think. So, if you don't think that, like, okay, sorry, <laughs> whatever. But like, I feel like those like two years, two and a half years, are feel so far ago, right? Like, just it just seems like such a long time since I was like stuck at home and you know couldn't do anything. I think that's just human nature. We like to bury things like that. So anything that's unpleasant, we like to bury deep within our psyche. Be like, yeah, you know, uh, we don't really want to remember that. So we just kind of store it away somewhere in this file compartment way back, way in the back. Like Wonder Woman 84, the Marvel (laughs) squad, like everything that came out within those years. I'm kind of like, I just like kind of pushed away. (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of a, um, it was great when we got them because at the time we didn't have anything new coming out. So it was like, yes, we're waiting. These things are here finally and we're coming back. Yeah. But uh, at the aftermath of it, we're kind of like, yeah, we don't want to remember that time period. <laughs> it was part of that bad period of life where we just want to forget it. Yeah. So I do agree with you. I think that's part of um, the problem with this specific film because and not only that, I mean, we're going to get into this a little bit further. Maybe we'll just start there because it's probably the biggest story that we have on the um, on the rundown. Eric's engaged. <laughs> no, no, none, none of that. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> no, the just the state of where Marvel is right now. Um, uh, and, oh, the Tatiana Siegel article. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's be honest. We've all even our own little bubble we've kind of said this well you know like there have been numerous uh people uh, within the circle let's just call it that that have not been happy with this latest phase of the mcu i mean you you read it on uh, the elon musk program all the time um it seems you know that this phase was very very more missed than hit you know like i feel like no way home multiverse multiverse of madness stands out and I feel like a lot of people were underwhelmed with the Disney plus shows, you know, yeah, I think Mo- that's Moon, fair. Knight, Moon Knight, she Hulk. Uh, I, I, I'm going to throw Ms. Marvel in there. We enjoy, we enjoyed Ms. Marvel me, especially, um, but like they just didn't move anybody. I think right. Falcon Winter Soldier too. Like there's outside WandaVision created buzz. Secret Wars had buzz and fell flat, but that's about it. To be honest with you. 
Yeah, I mean, Hawkeye was good. Um, I but again, Hawkeye, I think Hawkeye coming out during Christmas hurt it because it was a streamer and not like a not like a big like a, a motion right. picture. Like I think right. movies do well. I but I think the streamer just I, I don't know. Like I feel like Hawkeye went unwatched. Yeah, and it's sad because I thought it was one of the better ones, the better shows uh, that they did. Uh, Loki's popular though, and we have, and we're going to talk a little bit about the spinoff that's coming from Hawkeye, which is Echo. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, the um, and less people tuned in this season to Loki than last that was just reported. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and it's it's a pretty good season. I finally caught up. Uh, I gotta again. start it. I'm trying. I'm gonna start it this weekend. I've got a big weekend. I've got to binge Harley Quinn, Invincible, and Loki all in two days. <laughs> yeah, I haven't started Invincible yet either. So that's my game plan this weekend. So, oh no, season two. You're talking about season one. Uh, sorry. No, I'm talking about um, Invincible season two, the the okay. new season. It okay. came out like a week ago or something. I just haven't caught up with it. All right. So that's out. If you didn't know, by the way, go watch that, guys. Yeah. See, that's another thing. I completely for I have a lot going on in my life right now, but that I completely forgot it even came out. Yeah, it's so, recent. So you're not you're not that far behind. All right. So yeah, but the article, um, Tatiana Siegel's article's article goes really it's a deep dive into everything going on. She talks to industry insiders. Uh I didn't know there were tons of reshoots on the Marvels, but apparently there was. And the director um, wasn't there. What was she not around for some of them? She was shooting another movie, like Right. In post, yeah, she kind of left to do um uh, to, to to start working on another movie, which apparently isn't isn't that uncommon, which I didn't know, but apparently it's not. Well you have second unit directors and stuff like that who usually can fill in for something. Like I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. If anything, I was like, this seems like a more Marvel thing to do than not, to be honest with you. Right. Like, apparently Feige's very much involved in the post production and this part of the process. So they might just be like, yeah, here's my movie and you're going to do. Which I thought was interesting. I thought Feige was more active in the beginning than the end, but apparently Feige really comes, gets involved at the end of the movie, which I thought was interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. That was another thing I didn't know either. I was with you. I thought everything was kind of up front and he had more to do with the beginning because that's kind of what we've been led to believe. Uh, we we always knew he was very involved. Right. We just didn't really know. What aspect? I I thought he set up shop. Really, I mean, he still might, right? So yeah, so um, you know, when anything has such a great long run of something, eventually it's going to take a dip, and it has. I mean, this is it's not a not we're not being hyperbolic saying that the movies haven't performed as well, the shows haven't done as well, haven't drawn as many people in so much so that they changed the way they're doing their shows now, right? Like they changed. We talked about this in movies post-production. Yeah. 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 Now they're switching into more of a TV model, a serialized TV model where the, the, it's just a different animal. And they, they've realized what they were trying to do with making these shows like films wasn't working because people, which kind of makes sense because you're essentially taking like just layman's terms. It's like, you're taking a bunch of carpenters and you're trying to do electricians work and you don't know what you're doing. So you're going to have to, you know, like you're taking film people trying to do TV and it doesn't, you think it should work, but it doesn't mix. So, you know, it's just, you need, you need some TV people and they're like, nah, we can't do it this way, but we can do it this way. You know, like it's just, it's one of those things. Right. And I didn't know She-Hulk, She-Hulk cost 250 million to make. I, I'm so, assuming that's because She-Hulk is just on screen a lot. Right. It's, and that um, finale, there's a lot of CGI. There's a lot of CGI in that show. 
There is. There's That's a what lot I of said. Get one of those jacked chicks from the Amazons in Justice League <laughs> in the green. <laughs> that might have been a way to go about it. I, told, I, I was been. all for the Ferrigno model, to be honest with you, for She-Hulk. They didn't do that. I, and I like the show. Like, I got... I'm yeah. you know I'm not Reno I'm not complaining about She-Hulk. No, yeah, you were you were definitely one of the stronger proponents of it. I'll say that of all the yeah. people who watched it, you definitely were one of the ones who enjoyed it more than most. I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was just kind of okay. Uh, but yeah, so there's been a the article. She really did a good job. She really goes in deep about a lot of the things that we we've heard. She kind of clears some of that up. The biggest one probably right now is what they're do, what to do with Jonathan Majors Kang. Uh, if to be you're... honest, there's three big, big things in there that I, I would say is the biggest part of the article. It's the Kang stuff that you just mentioned. It's mm-hmm. the stuff going on with Blade, and it's bringing back Robert Downey Jr. in the old cast. Like, yeah, that I don't know which one of those is a bigger, bigger nugget in this article. That's like this article is really dense. Yes, it's dense. It covers a lot of uh, ground. And that last thing you mentioned about bringing back the old cast, that's something that they say is on the table. Uh, something that they're talk possibly talking about because how many if, times have I told you, Eric? They should have never gotten rid of these guys. The Captain America, Iron Man, they were too big. These guys never failed on screen, and you took them out of the game. That's your mistake. Yeah, I mean, they're saying it be it would be another Avengers uh, Avengers movie, which I guess they could kind of do with um, Secret Wars. They could kind of do it with that if they wanted to. Um, so maybe that's kind of what they're talking about pivoting. Um, with the Kang stuff kind of pivoting that way. I don't know. I, I don't just know don't get why you can't recast the role. Like, who cares? He's an actor. Replace him. I don't understand why this is such an issue these days. I agree with you. I and just it, think... It seems like the fans are more for it than the studio. Just do it. I agree with you. I mean, they did it before, right? They they changed Rhodey. Um, yeah, I think there was another guy in Thor that got changed. So it's not something that happens often, usually because I think these actors are like, oh, if I keep my mouth shut and I just play their game, I'm going to pop up every once in a while and I'll have a It's like if you're an actor who works freelance, it's probably the most steady gig you could have being in the MCU. Right? Yeah, that's true. I'll say the only thing I'll say and the only reluctance they might be having is because he's such a talented actor and he really did slay the role in Quantumania. And I think that's the to me i told you i did not like that movie but i loved his performance so for I just me think it's interesting i feel like if he were, did anything else in any other job anywhere else in the world he would have lost his job by now oh he would have i mean we could talk about we we could bring this back to ezra miller right we could say the same stuff i agree we could bring it back to him so you're right i personally just don't care either way but it's like if it's going to make you change everything just recast like i just like i'm yeah. not going to be affected by whether jonathan majors is in this movie or not and of the all the characters that they could do it with, it's kind of a perfect one because he could take whatever form, right? So you could do that. I'm not so well versed on Kang as a character. He's a, he's a little bit beyond my even my moral knowledge. But like, if that's one of his abilities, then like I don't see an issue here at all. Yeah, I think I agree. I think it's something that they could do. I think it's something that they should do. I don't think they should. The article mentions um, dumping Kang for Doctor Doom, and like I'm all for that. Like, don't get me wrong, but like if it's going to be rushed and not thought out properly, then I don't want you to do that. I'd rather you just move along with Kang, and then build Doctor Doom up however you originally planned. And this movie was originally slated to come out, I believe, 2027. So it's four years. You figure production would start end of 25. So they have is, time. Is Loki done yet? 
this season? Like, it, do it's they re- next next Thursday? Is okay, because apparently Thursday, that's so. that's a that's like a big part. Of I mean, he's Major. he's in he's in the sh- this series like local. Yeah, yeah, but like that's, Majors is in. that's like the big setup. That episode's apparently the big setup for his next his grand Avengers appearance. Like, which is weird because yeah. like he's an Ant Man, he's been in Loki. Now we're <laughs> like, he's already he can have a trilogy before he has his own real villain movie. I don't know. It's just funny. To I know. Yeah, that's it. That's the big. That's the next big thing is that episode of Loki. That's what's right. going to set up everything. Yeah, I mean they're kind of they're trying to do with the Disney Plus shows and him the thing that they kind of how they did with the movies with Thanos they kind of dropped him in here and there in post credits and then he was in Guardians obviously the first one he had a minor part in that and you got to see him here and there they're, I guess they're trying to do that with Kang to set up for his the Kang Dynasty uh, Avengers Kang Dynasty when they whenever that's supposed like I said twenty twenty seven I think so I don't know that the article again is very well done. It lays all of this out. It's just very thought provoking. And, uh, you know, kind of does make you wonder if they should have stopped after Endgame and given it a couple years, just give everything a couple years to lay low and then reboot it. Either using Iron Man or uh, again, or starting with the characters they started with now, but just a different. I mean, after Endgame, they could reboot. And if we are, we are now. You could have started with X Men. Yep, you're right. You could have restarted with X Men and built a Fantastic Four. You could have done Fantastic there's, Four. There's, yeah, instead yeah. of incorporating them into this new universe. I mean, I, 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 I've said it. I'm on record saying it numerous times. They should have rebooted everything after Endgame. Could just, you know, like, and now you're finding it that maybe it was that one story, that Infinity story that kind of held people together. Maybe you can't recapture that with this Kang Dynasty. You're right. You haven't been able to do it with this multiverse saga. You know, maybe it's just not meant to be. Maybe you just have one great run and that's it. Yeah. And it was a great run, like you said. Because you've literally turned every studio in Hollywood into your carbon copy. Everyone tries to do what you have done. The shared universe, large franchise, intersecting characters, the entire industry. It's literally become the NFL. Remember when the NFL, when everyone did Tampa 2? Yeah. That was the big defense. That's literally what's going on in Hollywood right now. It's a copycat league. Yeah. Everyone's doing it, man. Everyone's doing it. So it's true. I mean, what we had the failed monsters universe that they tried to do a movie, (laughs) right? They're trying to do now, even with transformers, they're trying to merge with GI Joe. If you saw Godzilla, right. King Kong Godzilla. Yeah. There's plenty of EU. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely did change the game. They did. They changed the game. They made everyone cop and, and and DC's trying it again. Right. They're trying right. their part two. So yes. they changed Hollywood. You, yep. you can't see that the impact is huge. Right. But I do it think now. It just right. Well, right. Like, and we're seeing it now, right? We're seeing it with the interest from fans and, and just the casual fan. Yeah. We saw it with the DC films this summer. Um, you know, who knows what Aquaman's going to do? We don't know how Aquaman that's going to turn out. Aquaman and the Marvels sound awfully similar, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. It's just the, the, the lead up first movie, no buzz yep. at all for the second. It's true. Horrible stories, reshoots, bullshit, blah blah blah. And I was like, man, these two movies sound awfully similar. Yeah, yeah. I and I hope, I sincerely hope they're both at least good. 
uh, doesn't have to be great. I don't think as obviously neither one's making a billion dollars. You can get that out of your head. Um, but I hope they're good and watchable and entertaining, which is what everyone should hope when they go I, to the movies. Here's the thing: I think Aquaman might be able to scratch the billion dollar mark if the if uh, the other side of the world gets a chance to watch it. Yeah, that's fair. I think uh, yeah, like I, I feel like I feel like the, the was it the Asian market was huge with Aquaman. Oh, it was. It powered that that the American take um the from the box office wasn't that the North American wasn't that great. It, it was, was like three hundred something. Yeah, no, it was good. And international right. was like seven eight hundred. Yeah, it was fan- that was fantastic. So, so yeah, I mean, well, you brought it up, so we could just go into it. James Wan even spoke about, uh, recently spoke about Aquaman two, um, about how people were freaking out, hearing about all these reshoots, and he said it was just about seven or eight days. Uh, and the reason why this is usually a problem is because it's hard to get all the actors back to do it. So. You know, everyone shouldn't be freaking out over this. It's not something that is uncommon. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he, the article explains other things as well. Um, I feel like he, it's one ahead. of the last few COVID movies, right? So like, <laughs> there's that. There was production that made that stall a little bit. Um, I I dig what he's saying, but I'm not also like feeling it at the same time because it's like, yeah, we we've heard all these horror stories and like. I know you're going to defend your movie, but I also trust you. You're James Wan. So it's, it, it it's like a weird in between. I feel like, you know? Yeah. I want no, to, I just don't know if I can, but I, I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I trust what he says about how the time it took. Like I trust that part of it. Yeah. I don't think it's he's just, lying about that. Right. And, but they start asking him about the things that came out of Amber Heard's therapy notes. And he doesn't really talk about it. He kind of just says, you know, I'm not on social media. I don't, I'm a private person. I really don't get involved in all of that. He's only stuff. on Instagram. He's left. He left Twitter before the movie. Right. Once you guys started harassing him on Twitter for Aquaman, he uh, he he left pretty quick. To be honest with you, right. That's literally He's... what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it was good to hear him actually speak about it, though. I think it was good to hear the director of the film kind of talk about some of these things, even though he didn't clarify anything. Uh, except for the time it took, and then clarified what the movie's actually going to be like. It's supposed to be a buddy comedy, like Tango and Cash. And we've like we've talked about this already. We've seen uh, that we in the trailer. Yeah, right. So we've we've understood that. But um, I already bought yeah. action figures. Oh, you have? Oh, oh, dude. I mean, yeah. I've, I think I've yeah. I've already bought action figures. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Pete, that's you're the you're guy that you're the guy that they they love. You are the guy that they these studios love and well like i like aquaman you know i can't help with the first movie i enjoyed and it's cool stuff like i bought a seahorse oh that's awesome i bought a seahorse for my aquaman did you post the picture of it i haven't I seen it, it hasn't come it's a, i pre-ordered it oh okay but i bought um... so they did change the date for aquaman even though it's just two days <laughs> it's gonna it was supposed to open on the 20th which was wednesday now they pushed it to a friday uh why doesn't make sense to me i don't understand uh but that's what they did which you mean either way it was coming out tuesday or thursday because i don't know why they keep those dates <laughs> when they have all the preview date the days you're gonna before. do it during a weekday i'm taking the day off so just decide on it already right <laughs> i want month's notice <laughs> yeah so and they moved um 
Robert De Niro's Wise Guy movie, which is now titled Alto Nights, have moved from February 2nd next year to November. So they pushed that back. So if who's ever looking forward to that, uh, that's going to be not until November now. I didn't even know I, about I it, to be honest. Wait so. Until after the strike's over. Because I feel like we're not going to have delays for a long time. <laughs> yeah, if they want to rebuild the faith, the public faith, yeah, I think they're going to have to stick to these COVID dates. and the strikes. I was so like, man, right back to back. Bad timing, bad timing. Yeah, back bad to back. Bad timing for COVID, <laughs> not for the strike. I guess for the strike too, but well, no, it was it was bad timing for this for them to strike, yeah. uh, because of the what when we came out of COVID. We thought we were rebuilding, and now they had to stop things again because of it. And I again, I understand why they stri- they were striking. I mean, get get what you need to get. I understand it completely, um, but. It wasn't good for the industry as a whole, so it wasn't good for the penguin. <laughs> no. no, it wasn't. Although that's something that apparently is safe with regards to the uh the genre it's in, right? We feel like there's kind of this stigma in superhero media now, and uh, everything going on superhero movies and TV shows that it's kind of oversaturated and. Uh, people don't really want to want to watch them anymore, but um, I think this is going to be different because it's not spandex. Yes, you I agree with you. Right, it's a diff. The noir style that they're doing the Batman and the Batman universe in is very different than anything else. Especially for that, like this is I the, I think if you like stuff like Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire, you're going to get into this. I think that's I think that one is probably better than the Sopranos. Boardwalk Empire is probably a better comparison. I just make yeah. crime element like later seasons of the Sopranos when he's not talking to Melfi, you know, right? <laughs> like we're talking like probably like season four or five. All right. So yeah. But, um, Casey Blois, I think that's how you say his last name. If it's not, I apologize, but he's, he recently talked about this whole um, thing with superheroes. And he says, he doesn't know if he doesn't necessarily believe it's 10, or at least with 10 pole films. That temple fatigue as much as it is the sameness of the storytelling, which is something that a lot of people have said. Like, yes, they're different characters, but the story is always the same. Good versus evil. Good usually wins in the end. And there you go. And there's only so many ways you could tell that. So that's why we have BVS. <laughs> Not again. Can we get through something without talking about BVS? Oh, gosh. I, I, I enjoyed talking about BVS. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, the Matt Reeves uh, style and the style they're doing this in is so much different uh, than anything else out there right now. So I agree with you. I think it's going to be safe. I think the Penguin's safe. Obviously, Peacemaker, right, is there. That's a different kind of style. I want to see what happens with Peacemaker now, though, because that's that's a show that literally leans into the comic book stuff way more than, like, let's say the Penguin ever would. Right. You know, I mean, the, the whole the, the the big bad villain of Peacemaker were, you know, mosquitoes that flew into your brain and <laughs> took over your body. I think that's a little bit more out there, you know, than like, the, I don't know. I, I imagine the, the penguin dealing with like cocaine and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. But what you said, but what you said is the key part there. Like Peacemaker is out there, right? Oh, it's like, way it, out there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's different. Again, it's a different style. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Doom Patrol in a way, right? Like you had the butts, right? In Doom Patrol, you had oh that God, one. Yeah. yeah. But, right? You have these different kinds of, of stories that kind of are there, 
in this universe that might attract people because they're not the same thing that's watered down and given to mm-hmm. us all the time. So, um, he Casey just blows just wanted to talk about it. I think it's refreshing. Uh, I can't wait to see the penguin. To be honest, uh, we've talked about it many times. I just want more Colin Farrell. So, yeah. I just, <laughs> I just loved his portrayal. Yeah, it was fantastic. So the fact that we're getting it, he's getting his own show uh, from the beginning. I thought was great, and it's it's going to be a really good way to just expand upon a character that, let's be honest, um, I think of the core four, he's probably the least liked. You watch um, your mouth. Jesus, just stab me in the heart, Eric. So I'm sorry. I just mean generally. Of course, you have the people. I just think from my experience and just talking to people and through all through my life is the riddler a lot that much more popular than the penguin i think that because the riddler is quirky and you know he has riddle like the riddles are something that people like hearing and, and it gives you something to think about i think that's why oh, yeah, I mean, you know the, the, the big four they're, they're the you know, joker catwoman penguin riddler they're big they're the big four right right I just think like most people love Joker and Catwoman. Those are the. I would I, say to be honest two. with you, I think I actually think probably more people would probably put Two Face over Penguin. Really? Now, currently, currently, yeah, these days, post Nolan, I think so. Yeah, that's probably fair. You're right. That's probably a fair take. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we got some bad news. Uh, actually, it was just a couple days ago. Uh, Superman and Lois. We'll have its final season. We all knew this was happening. I don't season know why everyone's four. so upset. <laughs> because you never, until something's they final. The episodes, they cut the cast. The network was sold. <laughs> they they want to do reality TV. Like you, We knew this was coming. We knew it was going to end after the season. You, I know. We, we, were, we didn't know if it was going to get this season. The fact that they got this season, it was 10 episodes. is a miracle. Right. It's still, but the finality of things, that's always what it is. Like, you're always kind of like, oh, well, maybe, you know, he said some things will stick. Maybe this will stick. This will be you know something I have to continue. Shit, I'm telling you, you know that what you knew, you knew. I'm t- I told you this whole black label thing was just, it was, this was successful before I got here and they're not going to get rid of it. That's what that was. Yeah. You true. know what he's doing? He's doing the same thing Feige's doing. It's all connected. Well, no, for, I mean, that part we know. Yes, that part we but, know. Yeah, so everything so. that's not connected is out. If it's not make, if if the Batman two doesn't make money, it's out. That's it. That would be crazy. It would be, but I'm just saying that's the truth. That's how they're going about business, and that's that's just it. Like you guys got to stop. Some it's people got to stop living in fantasy land. It's gonna make money though. I that movie's gonna make money. I'm just saying though, like that's the truth. Yeah, his stuff is staying. If it's not his, it's out. If it doesn't make money. It's out. We know this. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Yep. He definitely did a um I'd play an ape on the ground for Matt Reeves. <laughs> he, he definitely did one of those, right? Yeah, uh when he tell when he was selling us the and that's the, fine. The, I got no problem with that. But I know No, I don't doing. either. I don't either. I have I no problem, problem with people him. on Twitter acting like idiots, acting like they don't know what's going on when they when they really gotta be paying attention. Right. Right. I don't have an issue with him wanting to do his comp- everything his way, and I totally yes. 100%. And let's be honest, how much longer is that show going to go on for? It's been four seasons. 
But I thought it could have made five, but I, this is the time when I, with most of the shows. And Flash got to eight, y'all were complaining like crazy about everything. So, like, God forbid it gets to that because I don't want to deal with it. No, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, this is the time where I would start to tune out. Season four, season five, around those seasons is where I was kind of like, eh, yeah, I, you know. I think at, every show has its apex, and then after, everything after that is just... Mm-hmm. We need to keep these guys paid <laughs> or, or everyone needs jobs. So we're just going to keep doing the show. And I think this is, you know, this is an example of a, actually it, you're right. It's a good time. They're ending with the season, the ending it with Lex. Uh, he's the big villain now. And I think that's probably the best way to go. Cause they can end it where it's still there, but the show is just over, right? Like the story, there's still story to be told, which is what they did with flash. Right. Exactly. It's fine. I got no problem with it. I got four. I got four years out of it. I enjoyed. It. I got four plus years out of that Superman. Right. Four plus and was, And I said this when it happened. I tweeted. I said he kind of this show kind of recentered the character off of what everything that happened with with the DCEU and the it was, Cavill it, character. It was kind of a cleansing of the palate because Cavill right. didn't really become Superman until like what. <laughs> justice league 17 <laughs> yeah until yeah like he didn't become the superman we all love you know, until man, that. man of steel's the origin he doesn't really know what he's doing he's figuring out bvs he's got 34 lines and dead yeah don't forget dead <laughs> he's dead <laughs> he's, you know, the, the ground the dirt moved off the coffin <laughs> i think dead is the more important thing but yeah um <laughs> thanks i forgot that he died yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but they did, they released a statement. So this is, I'll read it. Over the last three seasons, Superman and Lois redefined both the superhero genre and the family drama as Tyler, Elizabeth, and the entire cast effortlessly portrayed these classic characters with new layers of depth and complexity that had never been before been explored in the Superman universe. We are grateful for the years of hard work and graceful storytelling from the show's writers, producers, actors, and crew, as well as our terrific partners at Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers Television and Berlanti Productions. As Superman embarks on his final flight, the team is leaving us with an absolutely epic 10 episode must watch every minute farewell to one of the most legendary CW families ever. I think that's fair. So I do too. All I ask is I don't care how you do it. Please go as crazy as you want. But if, if we can get Melissa Benoist to just cameo for an episode or a scene, that would be wonderful. Just if, if we can get them, I don't know, punching Lex in a suit together, that'd be great. I don't, I don't care or whatever, you know, cause last season end with doomsday. Maybe she returns to him a hand. I don't know. But right. That, that, I just think that would be nice. You know, I, I, I wouldn't And if you want to bring back buff Jimmy, that's fine. I can deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, but I, I would really like to see a, a Superman Supergirl thing. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I, I'll go to Twitter and I'll yell at you. Well, they could always bring the multiverse angle back. That's what I'm saying. Eh, multiverse, yeah. oh, whatever. Or like, I don't know, like, oh, Supergirl's been away in, in space with the Legion of Superheroes and she right. returns to, to finally, you know, like, I don't care. Like, so it honestly could be something that cheesy at the end where they're just Helen Slater, The Flash, Christopher Reeves just standing next to each other. I just want the shot in live action, like actual live action, not CGI. And I don't hate The Flash either, by the way. No. I'm just saying because it's been a touchy subject. Nick Cage likes talking about The Flash all of a sudden. He hates oh. the movie. He hates his cameo, but he can't stop talking about it every chance he gets. Thank God he's in that movie, right? Because he needs more PR. <laughs> he, has a, he actually has a new movie coming out um, when he's getting a lot of buzz for his performance. Good. So. Well, he got a lot of buzz. What was his last movie where he played himself? 
And yeah. we all know I hate Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the worst actor I've ever seen. The incredible, incredible weight of massive talent, right? That's yeah, that's it. He right, he was like Pedro Pascal's a coke dealer, and he like abducted. It was good. It was a good movie. You liked a lot of people liked on Twitter, and I was like, okay, you know, it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm not like I just I don't like Face Off. You know, like no, I can't stand Face Off. That's an odd take. I don't like it. I I I just don't like Nick Cage, man. I don't like I love Travolta. Oddly enough, like I think Travolta's great. I'll watch a bad Travolta movie. What was that? Was that space movie he did where he wore all that makeup? Like I'll watch that thing. Battleship like, Earth. Oh, I don't know. Battlefield Earth, right? Was Battlefield, Battlefield Earth, Earth, something. Yeah, something like That's that. Yeah, he's wearing a bunch of makeup. It's a really bad movie, but I'll watch that. But I, I can't. I, I literally can't watch anything with Nick Cage. The only movie of Nick Cage's that I like is the first National Treasure and the Family Man. Oddly enough. Okay, I'm a big fan of the Family Man, but that's it. Outside of that, I think he sucks. I'm just not a fan. He's done some. He's had some really good movies. He's Con Air. I don't. I think really good films. Con Air. I don't like. There's a lot of like '90s action movies that I just don't enjoy. Well, no. There's there was a period there where it was kind of like a thing. Like they were a thing, (laughs) and he was one of the guys who was in all of them. Um, I mean, good for him because that's how you stay rich in Hollywood. Like. His career is. I give him so much credit for working and doing what he's done. I just, I'm just not a fan. I mean, leaving Las Vegas is probably his best performance. Uh, just, it was a fantastic movie. Him and Elizabeth Shue, and he's an alcoholic. It's a really, really good is movie. That, is that a friend of Rick Shue's? But no, I'm sure Rick wishes he she was a friend of his. But oh. no, I thought they were late. Rick Shue, Elizabeth Shue. She's the Alley in Karate Kid. You know who she is, right? I the- Karate Kid's not a movie that's in my rotation. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those eighty movies I didn't get into. Oh. Karate Kid. Ma- There's some eighties things that you think I would l- have loved as a kid that I didn't get into. Karate Kid's one of them, uh, which is why I don't get into Cobra Kai. Like I know you like that. Have show. you seen it? Karate Kid. I I watched it once. It just wasn't my jam. Okay. Uh, for me, wax on, wax off. I learned from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Because no, they're in April's Lauer will be like, oh, yeah, 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 he gets me. This is why we're, we're friends. <laughs> like when, when they're in April's apartment and they're like, wax on, wax on. That's where I learned it from. And then I retroactively learned they were mimicking Karate Kid. You know, Lauer didn't know that either. No, no, he, no, Lauer would appreciate oh. my, my turtle's love. Okay. Um, so, Karate Kid, um, I caught Transformers by luck just by the end. That's something I did love. But like right. Masters of the Universe, not a thing. Okay. You know, like He-Man is not like I could care less. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense though. He-Man was kind of on the way out long before you would have been interested. So that makes uh, kind of sense. It's like 84ish, right? It's when, well, that's when, when it first dropped. Yeah. I was born in 86. You think those toys would kind of carry over a little bit, but not really for me. Yeah, it's it would have been towards the end, but yeah. I was for me it was Transformers. G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, Batman. Well, Transformers kept reinventing itself and having all these things on Cartoon Network and Disney Channel and yeah. wherever the hell. Like, they kept reinventing the G1 themselves. G1 Cartoon was on a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. And then when I was able to, and then we recently talked about Beast Wars and like how like right. I love that, you know, and that was that came out at the right time, which rehooked me and made me fall in love with Transformers again. So, yeah, but that's it. Those are like my big five things growing up. All right. I love G.I. Joe, man. G.I. Joe was my jam. Yeah, I'll say 
Ninja Turtles is kind of when I started. Like I watched the show and I liked the the cartoon, mm-hmm. but that was kind of when I was kind of phasing out of that era of my That's life. When you started so. became a jock. Yeah, I start focused. Sports started becoming more important to me at that point. Yeah. That's they probably like, it. And then they were like, oh my God, look at Eric. He's so buff. He plays football. Well, no, I wasn't. Oh, that, geez. Not and that. Like, oh, yeah, Charlie. Charlie, you could talk to Eric. You think I could talk to Eric? You think I could talk to Eric? You could talk to Eric, Charlie. And then that's it. And then Eric and Sally Testerberger. Oh, yes. Sally. <sighs> Good old days. Young love. <laughs> Young love on Long Island. All right, let's 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 get the train back on the track. Let's Summer's in talk. We have more news to discuss. Uh, <laughs> Daredevil, who we thought was going to go in one direction after what we saw in She-Hulk, apparently that's not the case anymore. Uh, they have decided after seeing footage that they're going to, they want to kind of go back to what the show was on Netflix. That's kind of the read. And we talked about this on another show, but that's kind of the read. So in that vein, they've, they've, they've hired a showrunner and some new writers and directors and the showrunner is Dario Scar Scar no yes Dario Scardapane, um, who did uh, Jack Ryan's show on Netflix and The Punisher. He's the showrunner for the series, and then Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Um, they're going to be writing this the new series for uh for Disney Plus, the new Daredevil series. So we know the story it was in mid production. They started, they looked at it and they were like, yeah, this is not what we want. So then Chris Ord and Matt Corman, who were head writers, were kind of, they said departed, but they really were fired. Let's be honest. <laughs> this all happened before the Variety article, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. So this is kind of like the snowball effect. Yeah. Um, this all sounds great, but I want to see something. Yeah. You know? But I'll tell you, but uh, yeah, like, and you know, I think I might have gotten that something in the Echo trailer. Mm-hmm. Because they're related, they're heavily, they're very. You can't tell me these things are not related. Because one, Daredevil's in the trailer, and two, it's narrated basically by Kingpin. Yes, know? and we see the Kingpin that we saw in Daredevil. In Daredevil. Like, he, he literally, it's the entire trailer is him beating the shit out of a dude, right? <laughs> like an ice cream man. Right. So Echo looks phenomenal, by the way, and it might be the tone that we're going to see for Daredevil. Like I, I would, I, I got a feeling that's kind of what they're recapturing. That's what they want to recapture. And I, if it wasn't for that trailer that dropped an echo, I wouldn't have as much faith as I do now. Yeah, definitely. If that's the tone that they're going for, then yes, I think. Cause that is the be most Netflix thing I've ever seen on Disney. Yes. Which in turn, was... which honestly gives me hope for things like Deadpool. I know it's <laughs> they're separate. I know one's a movie and one's a show, but like, if they're doing this on Disney Plus with Echo, which is you know a character that's let's be honest, not a household name, right? Deadpool's got like maybe maybe they're actually giving Ryan Reynolds free reign here. The, well, the Echo trailer put a lot of like gears in motion for me. I'm just saying. Right, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit because we have some Deadpool stuff to get to, so we'll talk about that in a little while. But it's all yeah, like, definitely. It definitely does seem that. Uh, they've listened to or that feige because let's be honest none of this is done without his his you know approval so that feige is listening now and not just directing from on high he's really listening to the to what people want the uh, people yeah <laughs> so i think that's pretty obvious 
uh, with these changes that we're hearing and which the article kind of, which uh, Tatiana Siegel's article again kind of confirmed. Uh, so the episodes of that Corman and Ord already shot, some of them they said will stay. So we're going to have some of that, whatever they were doing before, but the rest of them are going to be... I believe this is Power Rangers. They're taking the action scenes. They're putting the story around it. Yeah, probably. Like that's probably what they're right. doing. So, but yeah, I'm happy for this because although I was interested in what they were thinking of doing, I really liked the Daredevil, the Netflix Daredevil show. So, I love Netflix Daredevil. The Daredevil we saw in She-Hulk fit the Daredevil that for needed that. to be in She-Hulk. Did I think that was going to be the interpretation of the character going forward? No, I did not think it was going to be that light. I thought right. it was going to be yellow, but I didn't think it was going to be that light. You know? Right. So yeah. it didn't bother me because it's like I've seen it, this is a more of a Marvel thing than a DC thing. Like characters sometimes act differently in different books than they do in their own. And that's just as a reader, that's how I interpret it. Yeah. With Daredevil. But um, I'm not I'm not really upset. I'm glad that Feige realized that this Daredevil wasn't going to work. And uh, yeah, I'm just. We'll see what happens. It seems that they've been doing a lot. It's just it's, they have a lot of things going on right now, and to be honest, it feels like Daredevil probably has the most eyes on it at the at the moment. Between Daredevil, well, and between oh, I feel like I, they're really focused on that. Like I feel like Blade, honestly, is something that's just like we'll get to Blade when we have to get to Blade. Right now, we have to worry about Daredevil. I, I you know, right? Yeah, I mean, you talked about. Uh, you just mentioned Deadpool as well, and that was another property where you kept saying, "Well, I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder how they're going now that Disney owns it, how they're going to uh, approach it, and what they're going to keep, and how uh, R-rated, I guess it's going to be." Uh, yeah. But so Sean Levy recently spoke about it uh, in a couple of ways, but he basically said that the movie is heavy on violence. Uh now again we have to see it we're not really sure but he says that the movie is set to be raw and audacious featuring an r-rated bloodbath that's a direct quote people so <laughs> so this is a horror film i yeah i don't know what that means but he goes in depth and talks about the relationship between ryan reynolds and hugh jackman and then how that seeps into the uh the story of this of sorry, of Deadpool three. I don't know if I should say this, but it, I'll say this: we've we posted the article. You can read the article. It felt like to me that like he spoiled the movie. Really? Like, I well, I thought he gave away the ending in the movie. Hmm. I didn't get and that. I, I don't want to say it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Like I'm reading. This oh, story. yes, I know what you're saying, and I'm yes. like. Okay, yes. well that's that sucks. Why'd you say that now? I know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you want to find out, read the article. If not, but like, I, I just, I that's what I took it as. I'm not going to say it, but I was like, really? Okay, this is interesting. Yes. So, here's a couple of the things he said specifically uh, in it. I won't go too 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 far, but about the production and how they're when they're going to face off against each other. He says, you is such a fan of Ryan's and Ryan knows the opportunity that it is to have Wolverine co-star in a Deadpool movie. Both actors are constantly see setting each other up for success. I can say this is this because Ryan was also my co-writer and producer throughout this film. Ryan is truly dedicated to seeing Deadpool on the losing side. 
So that's kind of the hint I think <laughs> Pete is is referring to. Yeah. Uh, even though he already got he already did that in in that terrible Origins movie. They killed him. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe that's a joke. Maybe there's a joke there though, right? Like maybe this is kind of what he's kind of dropping a hint but not really. I don't know. That could just be me reading into it a little bit deeper than it's actually there. Uh, he also said, he goes on to say, the truth is that Deadpool's awesome, but he's deeply flawed and Wolverine is Wolverine. And so I'll just say that it's a 360 degree creative force. Ryan operates from a place of what's going to be most satisfying to the story, not from a place of, well, I got to get an equal number of victories and punches into the other character. For us as audience members, because I count myself, I'm an audience member before I'm a director, to get these two movie stars in their most iconic roles together is a dream come true. And I think we all agree with that. I think that's something that we all are happy is happening, that Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, which I think, again, I've said many times, is probably the most perfectly cast superhero <laughs> or yeah. anti-hero, whatever you want to call him. And then Wolverine's, there. yeah, Wolverine is, uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is, although at the time wasn't seen as perfect, turned out to be perfect. Jared so. Leto is the Joker. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, as much as you and I like him or or like the performance that i wouldn't say the rest of the world feels the same oh i had no idea idea. (laughs) yeah in case you've ever been around for the past what six years seven five years (laughs) feels a lot longer than that yeah Uh, you know it's like (laughs) stupid embedding in no 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 walking walking the russian french reno that you do (laughs) <laughs> that's that's how they talk in montreal is french canada it is yes yeah it is Viva so Viva. we mentioned fantastic four before and we have a little bit of news there as well so director matt shackman uh recently spoke about if everything going on uh every the, the quote-unquote recent troubles at marvel marvel studios has impacted the Fantastic Four production, and he said it hasn't. I mean, we've been on our process consistently. I've been on the project for a little over a year, working away, working away hard at it, the way we work on any film at Marvel, and certainly the way we worked on WandaVision, which is starting with, you know, what is the story you want to tell? What is the theme of the story? Why are we telling the story? And just developing the best possible version of that story, and how do we want to bring these characters to life? So, you know, in terms of outside influence or conversations, it hasn't really been a factor. It's always high stakes and you always have to get it right. In other words, they told me to wait until Daredevil's done before I do anything crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just, do what you, just do what you can until we're ready for until we're ready for you. We're, we're busy with Daredevil. <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I took that as. They have added a writer uh, to the story or to the production of the show. So, uh, Josh Friedman. It's a yeah, show. Sorry. That was a movie. Oh, sorry. Movie. My fault. Um, Josh Friedman will be one of the writers working on it. And he, I believe Star Trek four and he worked on WandaVision and agent Elvis and all that. So agent Elvis was a cartoon, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. So he has worked on all of that and cam. Squ- sorry. Cameron Squires as well has been added. There you go. So, New writers. Uh, let me know when uh, you shoot something. 
you know yeah well a cast right too like yeah that's been the big buzz like what's the cast going on who's the cast for this thing so well i, th- I want to end the show our our last topic being this wasn't in the rundown but i wanted to just mention it uh last week we lost uh matthew perry who famously was chandler bing on friends uh his most iconic role and i wanted to bring it up on the show and pete i didn't tell you this so i apologize but um because that show for me was always kind of a it was a show that i was like was very unrealistic because anyone who lives in new york knew that those people could not live in a place like that (laughs) with all of their uh with the jobs that they had i never thought that it was a realistic portrayal but that being said, I think it was something that a lot of us who live in this area always wished we could have something like they had uh, all a bunch of friends living in Manhattan at that certain time of your life where you're just starting out and figuring out what you want to do with your life and having just this great group of people around you that you love and a family of its own. And Chandler, to me, was the character on the show that I thought was the funniest and the most real of all of the characters. And... He was such a good actor. Like he, he, Matthew Perry's timing, comedic timing, and the way he delivered lines, his delivery was just anyone who's ever wanted to act or, or, you know, has acted and watched him. He's the reason I wanted to watch that show, obviously, outside of Jennifer Aniston and other things on the show. But he was the reason that I wanted to, uh, that I watched Friends because I wasn't a huge fan of it, but he got me to watch that show every week. Uh, so he was 54 years old, you know, he had obviously, uh, troubled with alcohol and drugs and he's talked about it openly, he talked about it openly and, uh, just for him to succumb to that. Cause that's, a, I mean, we haven't really gotten anything official, but that's probably what, what it was. Um, you know, it just, it sucks. Another talented person gone way too soon and, I just since we do the uh, show that covers pop culture, I wanted to bring that up because there was no bigger show uh, at that time than Friends. So, Pete, I don't know if you have anything to add or. Uh, I, I mean, I, I wasn't really a diehard Friends fan. I mean, I, I would I'd probably watch Batwoman season three over Friends any day of the week. <laughs> but um, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I actually knew Matthew Perry more from uh, the whole nine yards than I did. Friends. Right. I just didn't watch the show. Um, I, I think I was, I think I was just slightly too young for it, to be honest with you. Um, okay. But like I know of it. Um, it's okay. It's sure. It's, it's good. Like I get what you're saying about the, the, the cat, uh, the, you know, living in New York and blah, blah, blah. Um, but it is very funny. I thought it was funny. I mean, I, I've seen that pivot video all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's sad that he passed, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, the whole nine, I'm glad you brought up a whole, the whole nine yards because that was a it was a good movie and he was very good in it, which so, takes place in French Canada. Yeah, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there again, a personal thing for me, because uh, again, that show, like I said, that show was something that everyone watched every week. People my in my age group watched it every week, and I didn't watch it every week, but when I did, it was because I wanted to see what Chandler said or did or whatever. He was just, I related to him more than the rest of the cast. So uh, rest in peace, Matthew Perry, man, uh, gone too soon. Just gone way, way too soon. All right. 
Sorry to end the show on a sad note, but well, we don't end this. <laughs> I actually, I actually came up with a song for you. I actually, oh, I came up with, a, I made up a song for you last night as I was sitting around watching TV. And uh, did you? I was, no, you I, didn't. Yeah, I did. I was watching the old animated Spider-Man because I'm doing a, an Italian for Spidey episode, so I was, I was watching oh, that. Jesus. And the theme song it, it, it was like, let me just get into it. So you know, because. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was it Holzy Man? Holzy Man does whatever a Holzy Con. It goes do 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 do. Holzy Man, 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 Holzy Man does whatever a Holzy Con. Do 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 do. That's it. So that, that, I made up a song for Eric, and Holzy Man can do whatever a Holzy Con. And, uh, that's, that's thank you. That's just what I do. I just sit around thinking of ways to honor the champion of Long Island. You need so, to get out more. <laughs> you really I, need to get I, out I, more. Who, you know, I, I, I live through you. Oh, I live through your eyes. So I've seen everything. I've done everything. And I just the world needs to know about it. So Eric Holzman, you are the champion of Long Island. Thank you. Thank you very much for that riveting <laughs> tribute song. Thank you very Maybe much. one day Eric will sing "Kiss from a Rose" oh. on the show like we always wanted, but we're just you know he's a little bashful. I know we're not a we're not a, you know a big audience. He's used to performing in front of fifty thousand people, <laughs> all across the country, you know. So sure, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, uh, what would you, you know how like Taylor Swift is Tay Tay? What would your would you be, what would your nickname be like? A Ray. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> just- <laughs> you, what would they call you? They j- just let's just go. Let's just forget this. So, you can you. follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and all that other jazz at Pete Illustrated. Uh, you can follow this show straight to Gotham at straight underscore o underscore g on Twitter and Instagram. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Follow me at Italians for uh, Spy- uh, Italians for Spidey. That's my Italian for Spidey College podcast. And then uh, hit me up. I'm on BatmanFilm.com, BatmanFilm YouTube, I'm all over there. So all those places. Thank you, Pete. And you guys can find me on Twitter at finally33, spell finale33. I am also on Blue Sky now. So what you can is find that? me there as well. The same, it's like the new Twitter that you need to get invited to. And Who's going to invite me? Who, you, need the, you need to have, they need to give you like these passes or these keys you can give them to other people. So eventually, if you want, when I get my first couple, I'll I'll send you one. You can join. It, okay, this sounds like a secret club. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is in a way. They're very restricted to who they let in. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know that, but now I do. It sounds so. like, remember that, uh, what was it, the Paul Walker movie? Was it The Skulls? Yes, with, yeah, with Joshua Jackson. Yes, I yes, remember that. Yes, that's movie. what it sounds like. <laughs> yes. So you could definitely check me out uh, over there on Blue Sky. It's the same, my same name, finally 33 over there. Um, Instagram as well, over there. For the food pics. Yes, ju- yes, basically that's what I post there, food pictures. So I also do a show called all nicked up every Wednesday night about the New York Knicks. Uh, it's a live stream starts at usually eight 30 Eastern time on Wednesday nights. But now that the season is in swing, we go on immediately after the games. End. The and in the season Knicks... tournament, Eric. Oh God, don't get, please. I don't even could, We're couldn't care less. For the NBA cup, Eric, check out the court. Look at our new jerseys. Like, Oh God. I couldn't care less. I could not care less about this tournament. The only reason I watched the game is because it still counts in the standings. If it didn't count in the standings, I would not even care <laughs> at all. 
Someone said on Twitter, explain to me the NBA in-season tournament in baseball terms. So I responded to them and I said, imagine if Manfred took away the All-Star game and gave you a half-season championship. (laughs) 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 That was my response. I thought it was pretty clever. I mean, I don't know. It's a whole other topic I could talk about. I have no idea why they're doing it. I don't see why they're doing it. I know exactly why they're doing it. Player management. uh, nights off they don't want guys taking nights off on tnt games that's it it's not going to work but that's the reason they think having they think having a mid-season championship will entice the players not to want to take days off in the beginning of the season it's a it's a workload thing they've been trying the nba has been trying to battle workload management within the league for years and they think this is the best way to do it that's that's they get extra money for this i think they they, do i think they get the team gets like five hundred thousand dollars to split so the team gets half guys need that i I can see the end of the bench right yeah yeah i can see the end of the bench guys maybe being like oh cool we get a little extra but they're not even playing so, so, like, is this like a tournament for like the small market teams? Do you want the Indianas and the Charlottes and like I don't know those types of teams to like play for a title? While like Le- because like do you think LeBron cares about your five hundred thousand? He's not getting five hundred thousand dollars. He's getting like what? I don't know. Divide that whatever. I don't know how will you divide it's that by fifteen like, guys and and that's if they get the players you, get all you, of it. That's just the players, right? Doesn't management get a part yeah. of this? I don't know. It's that's what I'm saying. So like. His sneaker deal is worth more than what he's going to get for this. I know. I don't know. Again, it does Again, kind of drum up interest, and maybe people younger than us like it. That's possible. Maybe I think it drums up interest in the beginning because people don't know what it is. But I think <sighs> when they find out that it means nothing, it, people are going to turn on it. In yeah. My opinion. So, but, but yeah, me, it's a it's a workload management situation. That's what they're fighting against the players, and that's what they think can help. I don't know how they came to that. <laughs> conclusion but whatever it's uh, it's very manfred it's very manfred if you guys want to hear us talk about because we do talk about this stuff on all nicked up so you could definitely check it out again every wednesday i'm night, not I, there so i'm talking about it now this yes is my, this is my venting period it's every wednesday it's every wednesday night 8 30 eastern time me my buddy ty my buddy joe we get on talk about all things new york knicks and uh how about those bucks chop it up yeah they lost last night I heard what's his Brunson name. Brunson had a fantastic game, performance. Julius Randle still sucks, and that's just where we're at right now. So Miles Turner looked good last night. What are you gonna do? Hmm. I said Miles Turner looked good last night. He, I think, he put up a double double. Had a good stat line. Patience I've always won. liked him. I've always been a fan. Yeah, yeah. front office doesn't seem to like him, but he, I've always. Enjoyed I know. Him. I feel like he's, he's always mentioned Batman in trainers. He's actually there a huge go. Batman Lego fan. As was Matthew Perry, by the way. Yeah, he was. He was. I think during COVID, he did like some sort of like Batman, Matthew Perry, that is, did like some, he's like, this is my Batman memorabilia. He's like, he's like my Batman baseball hat. I always walk yeah. outside with it. I was like, oh, wow. Like, he's, <laughs> he's very minimalist. Like, yeah. you know, like, you think a guy with that much money be like, this is my million dollar comic book. Like, oh my God. It's like, no, but he's like, he has like Batman, f- like sandals that he loved. So I was like, okay, whatever. Let's see. See, so Pete, you did have more to contribute. <laughs> Matthew Perry? About, about Matthew Perry. Yeah. Yeah, like just, just nothing about friends. Just to jog your memory. Just to jog your memory. Just to get it going. Holes him right. on, holes him on, does whatever a holes con. <laughs> You're dancing. Eric's dancing. He likes it. You like that. Radioactive holes him on, holes him on, holes him on. Radioactive holes him on. No joke. If you, we did some work on your voice and we put that to a beat, that pro- that could be a hit and no one would. Yeah. 
I mean, you can auto tune it. I'm pretty sure that's what Drake does. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure his entire career is auto tuned. No. Him, Waka Flock of Flames, like all those guys, all that the whole new generation. No, 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 those aren't the Flock guys, of- But like, yeah, all those guys are auto tuned. Uh, I don't know. That's a whole other topic, though. That's that we could talk about the state of hip hop if you wanted to, and that's a topic we could talk about. So I want to talk about you saying "Kiss from a Rose" for Soldier Field. That's not going to happen, and it didn't happen. I did not sing that song. I wish <laughs> I did. Maybe I things might have turned out differently. <laughs> All right, I'm going to shut down the show now. Whether Pete joins me or not is is fine. But <laughs> for Pete Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. You're listening straight out of Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah.